Ethical disclaimer. While Diana and I are psychologists, we aren't your psychologists. Reverse psychology is not a replacement for therapy. If you're interested in speaking with a therapist, please check out some of the links in our episode description. Now, on with the show. I'm on the dog couch. Oh, you're on the dog couch. Me and Arsenio Hall are on the dog couch. Do you think we can get that on DVD? Old episodes of the, uh, the Arsenio Hall show? You can probably stream it from a DVD player somewhere. What if I got really into it? Welcome back. back. I'm back. You did a good job on your own episode. On the episode, yes. Taking care of the house, no. Why? Because that strange man broke in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With his I mystery box. box. I know. It was Gwyneth Paltrow's head. I didn't head. hear about that story until I listened to the podcast. That was my test Funny to see enough, if you're listening. Because I came home about 30 minutes after you recorded that and you didn't share it with me. Because I wanted to see if you were going to listen to the podcast. Hmm. And then what did I ask you? Why didn't you keep the box? Yep. What'd you say? It was Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> it was all goopy. Aww. Oh, pseudoscience Are you going to watch that show on Netflix? God, no. I kind of want to hate watch it. No, I don't want her to get my money. I don't think that's how it works. My my time is money, and I don't want her to get my time. That's fair. Um, Thank you. I, how are you today? I'm good. We're This is uh, Reverse Psychology, the podcast. The one and only. And I'm Dr. Diana. Dr. I'm Mike. board-certified behavior analyst. Good. And. Dog rescuer. <laughs> dog rescuer and a licensed psychologist. Cool. Who are you? I'm Dr. Mike. I am a world-class licensed clinical psychologist in the state of Florida. <laughs> and I am also a dog rescuer. I'm also maybe still licensed in the state of Maryland. My license in Maryland expired. Mm, well, who is in this room in a blue chair who's licensed in two states? Is a couch a chair? <laughs> I'm on a blue couch. Um, nope. It's a... Uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> Good. And are you licensed in two states? At one point I was. Okay. Do you want to talk about what happened I want, just now? I want you to do the story and I'll do the color commentary. Okay. Let's play. Let's pretend well, this is the best for him. I think it'll be interesting because I have like, I blacked out a little bit. So okay. there's lapses. Let's piece, in... it, let's piece it together. Okay. So there we were. Oh, I was going to go. Oh, you go first okay. and then I'm going to piece the holes together. Okay. We were coming back from a run. Yeah, I was looking super good. Sprinting at the end. Yeah, we're, we're clocking what, like a 435 minute miles? Yeah, it was... Miles seven point eight. Just kidding. I think it was like four and a half. I ended. I ended, including the jogging around with the wild dogs. I ended at five. Oh, good, good job. Yeah, that's Way a good... to round out the run. Yeah, thanks, dogs. So we have a dog park around the, around our house, around the corner from our house, and we stumbled upon a scene. Yeah. I I immediately my hackles were up. Actually, I I don't want to cut you off. Thank you. But I, I'm going to. Okay. I've always been jealous watching Law and Order when two runners always stumble upon a scene. We finally were those runners. Yeah, we totally did. We were jogging, talking about something inconsequential. You made a comment about like uh, something vague that no, like the viewer wouldn't understand. Oh, and then we stumbled upon a scene. We did. Immediately, I could tell this is not a pleasant scene. I saw your hackles get hard. Yeah, that's not how you say it. <laughs> that's how you say it. Anyhow, um. I was like danger ahead to myself and I was like, all right, get it's, it's fight. It's going to be fight or flight, which we'll come back later today when we talk about the topic. So, Ooh. so I knew there was danger. I could tell there was some, there was some like some, what do you call like stand, not a standoff, but like raised voices. <laughs> 
I meant like like a defensive stance. Yeah, there's posturing. Oh yeah, that's what that's what. Yeah, <laughs> that's the word. I was lay out lay out the scene. There's one there's one street light. Yeah. There's a bunch of sand and there's two cars parked skewed. You said lay out the scene and then you laid it out. I was talking to myself. Okay. <laughs> so one woman had three dogs on a leash. They were all pitbull looking dogs. And I don't mean to dog shame because I love pitbulls, but it's important for the story. Also, and this is probably as far as this room goes, this is only for me. But if you've seen the Harry Potter movies, there's a scene with a three headed dog that is vicious. And mm. that is exactly how it looked. Oh, yeah. yeah it was all that. squished together. And it was just three like aggressive heads whipping around. All right. That was one car slash person and dogs. Yeah. And also, she wasn't doing a great job holding on to them. She was, they were strong. Well, they were three giant dogs. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not muscle shaming her. I'm saying <laughs> she was in a fight for her life. Well, she also, I mean, I think she was panicked. And so she wasn't coordinating yeah. well. Like she wasn't figuring out what to do. So anyways, so that was one car. Another car that was like, kind of like parked maybe perpendicular but like a couple feet away it was an obtuse angle okay (laughs) if you had a protractor what would the angle be like 115 degrees all right well it was a woman like a grandma woman and two kids with a husky like a baby looking husky husky dog the kids weren't (laughs) husky the kids were both slender I i said two kids and a husky yeah, I thought you were referring to a third kid who was husky. <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't fat shame the kid. Okay. And a husky. And they were like exchanging words, but it was weird and tense. And so I went up to the woman who was trying to get three dogs into the car. And I was like, do you want some help? Because she was trying to open the back door and put the dogs in there. And she's like, no, I just need you to leave us alone. And I was like, okay. So we started walking away. And then one of the three dogs got loose and took off and attacked the husky. And the grandma screamed. Screamed and collapsed. And collapsed. Onto the street. Yeah, it, it was pretty traumatic. And then the kids were crying and screaming. One of the kids also fell out of the street crying. It was heart-wrenching. Yeah, the dog was also screaming. Oh, I didn't... It was, it was awful. So I grabbed the other two dogs from the woman. I was like, go take care of that. So she ran over. You, yes. you did that? And then for a while... The woman stayed at her car yelling to her dog to yeah. stop. Yeah, and I said, you need to go over there. Yeah. You she, need to go over there. She's like, I got this. I got this. Yeah, and I I mean, I just, we talked about it after, but I just jumped into action. I was cool, calm, and collected. You were do it, Diana. I was like, I know what my parasympathetic nervous system. You started doing some tummy breathing. I was like, I got this. This is going to be okay. Just yeah. like, It was like slow motion, but like I knew it was okay. Yeah. None of these are my dog, so this is going to be okay <laughs> for me personally. Yeah, yeah. It was really awful, though. The was scene terrible. was terrible, and the kids were screaming. Oh, it was awful. So I put the two dogs I had in the dog park and cl- closed the gate um, and then stayed with them. And then Mike and the woman with the d- three dogs, well, now just one dog that was attacking the other dog. Yeah. Um, dog on dog crime. Were like literally punching the dog who was attacking the other yeah, dog. Yeah, I grabbed the, the aggressor dog by the jaw. It was like a, like a steel trap. And then I stuck m- my finger into it. It's just like not what you do. I know. I was I was I just know, trying to just save instinct. the dog's life. I know. I'm just trying to be a hero. And then I poked the dog in the eye. It didn't care. I pinched its nose shut because that's what you do when people are, like <laughs> humans are biting you. But dogs' noses are different than human noises. And then the I was trying to do something else and then the woman just hauls off and cold cocks the dog but like yeah. in the forehead yeah and that dog's skull was like a goddamn yeah. rock yeah and so i think she probably broke her hand yeah i backed off because i didn't want to get cold cocked and then she like 
stopped and then I like went after the dog again and then I hit it and then the dog let go and the husky popped up and I just like human it was like a shield around the husky mm. it was sad and then the husky ran away mm-hmm. and then the two children ran after it and then the the grandma yelled was she was speaking in tongues she was yelling nonsense and I said and I told you go find the kids and the dog yeah because everyone was just kind of standing there. yeah so I reset the, my garment really the scene demanded a, a leader you did. You did good. And I was. Yeah, in. I'm more of like a hired gun in the scene. Yeah, you were ready to do whatever I told you to. Yeah, and I, I, I took a minute to let my Garmin resync with the GPS because <laughs> no steps are wasted, and then I took off at a fast clip down the street, and then I was looking, and then the 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 grandma like stopped her car aggressively, and jumped out. She's like, "Where'd you say they were?" And I was like, "I don't, I don't know." And then, but you can hear the kids yelling somewhere. So I was like, "Shh," and then. The kids were on one of our neighbor's porches and all the lights were off and the dog was laying on its back against the door and one of the kids was crying. The other one was like, he's dead. And I was like, oh my God. And so then I walked up to the porch and I was like, all right, guys, come here. I'm 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 going to check on your dog. And then they wouldn't leave. And then the grandma goes, babies, come here. God sent us an angel. Hmm, Talking about you? Yeah, I think so. And I was like, oh no. I'm just a man. <laughs> and then so I... I'm sure she was talking about me though, really. Probably. I really love that situation. I know. God sent an angel and a much lesser angel. <laughs> and so I started to pet the dog, but also was nonchalantly just like trying to see if it was like bleeding, which mm-hmm. it wasn't. And then I was doing dog CPR to see if it could breathe. And it was breathing. And so I think it was just like terrified. What do you mean you were doing dog CPR? I was holding my, my hand in front of its nose to see if it was breathing. So you weren't doing it anymore. That's the starting part of CPR. You look for <laughs> chest raises and you feel for the nose. <laughs> no, you can't call checking to see if someone's breathing dog CPR. Uh, it's not human CPR. <laughs> well, you can't if you if someone falls and you check if they're breathing, you cannot call that CPR. I starting CPR. Okay, I didn't have to do <laughs> not CPR. Even close. So then I was like, "Oh, the dog's okay." So then I let the dog sniff my hand, and it was like, "Oh, that that hand's been places," and it like seemed to calm down, and then I. Was a, I turned around to tell them that I'm going to go to my house and get some dog treats and see if I can get because the, the dog like would not move. I was like, I can pick up the dog if you want. And then as I stood up, the dog like got up and followed me. Mm-hmm. And then I walked it back to the car. And then oh, that was so sweet that both the kids came up to me individually. They're like, thank you so much. Oh my god. And I was like, just pay it forward. Be can you imagine what would have happened? Citizen. Well, maybe if we weren't there, the dog wouldn't have gotten off because I. Yeah, we did rile everything up really quickly. Well, I tried not. I mean, I was like, "Do you need help?" And she's like, "No, I need you to go no, away." I, I honestly think that if we weren't there, oh, all okay. three dogs would have gotten loose. I can't. Okay, so then you talked about what happened on your side. Yeah. So after everyone left, I meanwhile, was, yeah, on I, other parts of Tampa, it was like a block away or less, half a block away. I could see you and hear you the entire time. <laughs> I was with the woman who now had her one dog back that had attacked the other dog, which is always like harrowing to be like the person who is the attacker yeah. owner. Because like, I don't know, Mike and I have gone back and forth about this since we got back. But like, sometimes you don't know what your dog can do until they're in that situation. And it's really fucking scary because... Also, I think you sometimes forget... I mean. Not for our dogs because they're 11 pounds. So I know the limits of their strength. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if we're a bigger dog, you forget how strong yeah, a dog can be. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And also weird things can set dogs off that you don't know about. And so unless you're in that situation before, whatever. I mean, it's easy to blame people 
for their dogs attacking other dogs and it's off no matter what it's awful and there's no like winners in this situation i mean um, you and i i think i mean besides the heroes besides the heroes who are talking about on the podcast <laughs> but that brings us to our next guest the, the dog <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself dog speaking of i need to bring something up with you this is this is a good segue you need to stop inviting people onto the podcast. I swear to God, every new person we who meet, I, who I invite? everyone, I know, regardless of whether or not they have a psychology background, I don't book them though. I know, but you just you you dangle it in front of their faces. I get it. It's like it's just a way to get new listeners. <laughs> no, no, you you. It's not like a you're not operating a multi level marketing. Why well, do I do tell them if you get three guests? And those three guests, the three guests, we will be booked for the year. One okay. thing I want to I'm not going to invite anyone anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cancel all of our guests. Okay. We don't have any. No, we have one lined up. Nope. She's canceled. No, she's a psychologist though. No, too late. I didn't know. Not everyone has something to contribute. It's okay. Some people are just listeners. Yeah. And that's okay. It's not just listeners. It's, it's, it's only also reviewers. Reviewers. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm speaking of, I want the cast to know. I'm glad to be back. I can tell. So we have three reviews. Are yours all iTunes reviews? I typed up all the active ones, including the Facebook one. Oh, there was one more today, right? Yep. Are you have all of them? Mm-hmm. I thought we had two Facebook ones. Mm-mm. I have here two on iTunes, one on Facebook. Okay. I'm going to read the first one and then I'll give you it and you can read the next one. Mm-hmm. Are you listening? Yeah. This one's from Dingleborn. From New Zealand. Oh, before we get to this, though, have you sent the stickers? That's one of the messages I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Because I That's heard you say directly on we're gonna the go, microphone. We're going to go. And then you came home and you said, do we have any envelopes? No, you came home. I was already home. Oh, whatever. One of us came home and you said. Do we have any envelopes? And then I said, yes. Good. And every day since then, I got to get those stickers in those envelopes. Okay. We'll talk about this later. Okay. From Dingleborn, from New Zealand. That's I wonder the name or the place? The, the name of the place is New Zealand. Okay. I wonder what if that's a reference to something in New Zealand. Dingleborn? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Cool. What's next? <laughs> I'm going to read the review first. Okay. Next. Go. Funny and informative. Wide variety of topics and epic chemistry between these two. Love them. Hmm. Dingleborn thinks we have epic chemistry. Is it B-J-O-R-N? How do you spell born? B-O-R-N-E. Oh, like... Like a, f- like, like a foodborne illness? Or what's that guy's name? Matt. Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. <laughs> Matt Bourne. Okay. Oh, you want me to read one? Yeah. You just You just looked at me and thrust this into my face. Yeah. I thought you were closer. Okay. Seaweed Sam. From uh, how is it spelled? <laughs> S-E-E-W-E-E-D. Ah. Seaweed. Do you get it? Seaweed Sam. From California. Typical. Mike, <laughs> this page that Mike typed up at the top. I don't know why this is funny, but at the top, you just What did it write? Reviews, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, it's a heading. And then it says, Dr. Mike, age 33, grade question mark. Because I don't know what grade I would be in right now. Okay. Seaweed Sam from California. Hi, it's Sam from California. I think podcasts are overrated, but I really like this one. <laughs> Which just ended there. All podcasts. Oh, wait. Sorry. Okay, let me go back. Hi, it's Sam from California. I think podcasts are overrated, but I really like this one. Great balance of humor and education. There's hardly a dull moment with y'all. 
Also, I've been trying to guess Dr. Mike's sign for the longest, and Aries was my first guest because of his energetic way of speaking, and I was right. My guess for Diana's is Virgo, but I'm not sure. Anyway, love y'all. Bye. Bye. I am a Virgo. Oh. Mm-mm. What is it about me that reads Virgo? Yeah, I don't know. What? It, what I don't know. What is the trait? Sensitive and... Is that the twins? That's Gemini. Yeah. No. It's, Virgo is someone, someone pouring a jug of water. I really appreciate it, though, Sam. You, did, you were right on the money. This next one's from Heather. That was on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I see that now. I love this podcast. These two are hilarious and informative. Love getting all the natural serotonin boost after listening each time. And then she gave a little laughing and crying emoji because we have all the emotions. Keep the episodes coming. And she spelled coming with an O. (laughs) And then you can read the last one. (laughs) Aw. This is what Mike typed out. Jane wants stickers. Stickers are on their way, Jane. Yep. We'll see. Told you that we'd talk about it later. Got some, got the envelopes are right here. I'm pointing to them. Literally right here. Good. You're pointing at the vacuum cleaner. Well, it's behind the vacuum cleaner. And all you have to do is take one out, shove some stickers in there, put her address on it. And where, where do I write the address? I give it a little kiss. Yep. Seal it off with a kiss. Yeah. And then I wait outside with it in my hand. Mm-hmm. The male person comes and takes it. I give them a little kiss. Mm-hmm. And then they bring it to Jane. I go, do you know Jane? They go, oh, I am the male person. I know everyone. What are we talking about today? All right. Okay, cool. It's our topic time. Ticka, ticka, taco topic time. Well, I'm going to start and then I'll open this at some point. Okay. I'm just going to rest it on my knee because it's just so dainty. Rest it up upon my knee like old Peepaw used to. Peepaw's slurp stick. Peepaw used to rest on my knee. What is this? In my family, the youngest raised the oldest. Oh, I know what it is. Uh, All right. So today we're going to talk about phobias. (gasps) Well, one of the reasons... for real? Yeah. One of the reasons I actually want to talk about this, I've been looking up a lot of research on phobias recently because I'm dealing with a client with a very specific and kind of unusual phobia i've been like kind of scouring the literature because that's often what i do when i'm starting or in the middle of a case and i'm taking a turn that i'm like well i need this isn't working as well as i want it to or looking at the data and then i'm like okay well i gotta try something else so and then i turn to the literature to see what's evidence-based go to the collective consciousness of psychology Standing right. on the shoulders of giants. Shoulders of they might be giants. That's right. Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. What I didn't know, what I was looking up was different treatment modalities for some of these types of phobias. Generally speaking, like I know what uh, treatment for phobia would look like, but um, there are some unique cir- circumstances to this one that I wanted to kind of look up. So, and and I'll say, I'll classify this by saying that sometimes when you work with individuals with developmental disabilities, the treatment isn't always as straightforward as it is in the literature that is conducted with populations without developmental disabilities. So it might be empirically supported treatment, but there's some like variations for individuals with developmental disabilities. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. You look like you're questioning it. No, I'm on board. Okay. What is a phobia? What is a phobia? Are you asking me? Dr. Mike? Are you asking me? I'm asking you. I'll stand else around here. Uh, it is a specific and often irrational 
fear of something that gets in the way of your life. Perfect. You must have looked ahead. Treat, please. You must have looked at the PowerPoint I sent ahead of time. Is I'm this going to be professor. on the final? <laughs> no, everything I say today is not on the final. So don't take notes. Okay. Don't listen. What? Just go on Facebook. Hey, I'm going to put my headphones in. Is that cool? It, totally. I did have a student ask me that one time. Totally. Totally. Watch whatever you want. I'm just going to stand here talking to myself. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't have to worry about your grade. Yeah. Okay? All right. Glad we had that talk. A phobia. You almost, I mean, you literally almost said exactly <sighs> what I'm going to say. 99.9% right. Is a persistent, excessive, unrealistic fear of an object, person, animal, activity, or situation. It is a type of anxiety disorder. It's under the umbrella of anxieties. A person with a phobia either tries to avoid the thing that triggers the fear or endures it with great anxiety and distress. Mm. I wanted to look it up in the DSM because I haven't yet. LMNOP, QRS. Do you ever do that? Do you ever say that when you're looking something up? I sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star until I remember. <laughs> twinkle Twinkle LMNOP. <laughs> That seems way harder. This is the behind the scenes stuff people want to see. All right. This is why we don't do a live stream of the podcast. <laughs> Not because we're both bottomless. All right. So you ready for the diag criteria? The diagnosty? Yeah. Go for it. Uh, marked fear or anxiety about a specific object or situation. Okay. In children, I just want to mention that fear, anxiety may be like expressed by crying tantrums, freezing or clinging, not necessarily the same way you might see it in adults. Some adults you will though. Yeah, that's true. So the phobic object or situation almost always provokes immediate fear or anxiety. Oh wait, sorry. I just had a like brain thing. Fart? No, like a brain fine. Aneurysm? Yeah, the opposite of brain fart. (laughs) A brain shit. (laughs) That's not the opposite of a sh- opposite of a fart isn't a shit. Is it a queef? No, it's a burp. Obviously. Oh, you had a brain burp. I mean, really? Did you never think like, oh, I wonder what the opposite of a fart is? No. And then obviously think of a burp? No. Okay. The tenor of this conversation would say no. <laughs> okay. Um, I was raised better than that. No, you know what? I just remembered... Sorry, this is really... Um, no, this is some of that behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, this is... It <laughs> was, you remember? I, I thought it was a review, but it wasn't. It was someone talking about last week's episode. It was just you. And then oh, they were like... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They yeah. said, Dr. Mike did a great job. Da, da, da. And that was so sweet because the person said, Dr. Diana, stop working so much. The podcast world needs you. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. It was sweet. Okay. Back to phobia. <laughs> Good. Seamless. The fear or anxiety is out of proportion to the actual danger posed by the specific object or situation and to the sociocultural context um, last six months or more. So you can code it based on the phobic stimulus. 300.29 is animal, e.g. spiders, insects, dogs. Oh, the kids tonight are going to have that. Yeah. So is that grandma. There's another code natural environment eg heights storms water mm. um i know i knew a kid well, i treated a kid who had a phobia of tornadoes storms are a big ones yeah it's so like when wind would start they would get terrified yeah and i you know growing up in california we didn't we had earthquakes but i never it was very few and far between mm. and i don't really run into kids who are afraid of earthquakes but 
in Midwest and like places here, like where hurricanes and thunderstorms happen a lot, it's so prevalent. Yeah. It is really scary. I love thunderstorms. I know. What's the opposite of a phobia? A mobia. I have a mobia of thunderstorms. <laughs> it's a burp. It's a burp. Stupid. I have a, I have a burp thunderstorms. <laughs> it's a, okay. So the last code, well, no, not the last code. Another code is for blood injection injury. Yeah. That's so needles or invasive medical procedures. Mm-hmm. There's situational, e.g. airplanes, elevators, enclosed spaces. Where I went to graduate school, they had a clinic that just treated phobias. Uh-huh. And they had a partnership oh. with the local airport. Oh, and cool. And so they could do, do like... Yeah, they would do exposure therapy. That's awesome. So they would bring their clients there on like... It was a very, very small airport. But they can like go on the plane. They would turn the plane on. They would just like expose themselves to it. Well, I'm probably not going to get to treatment tonight because... Well, delete that then. No, no, no. But I, w- I want to. I want to do another episode on treatment because mm. it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I um, love treating phobias. Cool. Maybe you should come back on this case with me. Okay. Uh, you can only do it if they're afraid of bees though. Okay. So under blood injection injury, um, there's also subcodes. So fear of blood, fear of injections and transfusions, fear of other medical care or fear of injury. And then last code is other. So situations that may lead to choking or vomiting. Yeah. Loud sounds or costumed characters. <laughs> Clowns. Mascots. A lot of people are afraid of mascots. <laughs> oh, they are. Yeah. No, they are. You're alienating so many of our listeners now. I'm sorry. I don't mean to shame, but that's just not a thing. Yeah. No, I definitely know someone who is terrified of mascots. All mascots? It's like a it, large... It's a thing where if they can't see the person's face. Costumes. Yeah, but mask like you, you go to a baseball game, the Oriole bird walks up to you, oh, God. and they're peeping in their pants. What are you afraid of? Do you, do you have any phobias? Mm, I used to when I was a kid. I mean, this is really common, um, but I used to be afraid of the dark. Okay, and we'll talk Whoop. about that one. All right, um, uh, am I jumping the gun? No, no, no. Um, I am. No, I don't know. I don't think I have a phobia. I'm not. I, I think afraid this of is pretty being normal. too pretty. Oh, so sweet of you. Um, I, I mean, I, I think everyone has a little bit of claustrophobia. I one time mm. did like a underground cave exploration thing where they had a passage area that was called the wedgie because it was so you were on your back and you were like oh yeah inching along and it was like the top of the rock was right in front of me and i don't think i could do that today if i i can do very close spaces if i can't take a full breath i don't like it i get really uncomfortable like you're too squished like if i'm too squished like Mm. if something's pressing against my chest and i can't breathe in that's when i get a little panicky yeah but anything like other than that i can do like really close stuff Mm -hmm. i don't love crowds i mean i i don't think anything i don't think i have anything that's like that impairs me Mm. fear wise okay i don't like certain things but i don't I don't have like, a phobia. A phobia. Of it. What's next? I want to mention that for people with phobias, um, you can live relatively free of anxiety if you avoid the thing that you fear. It really. And some things are easier to avoid exactly, than others. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I knew someone who was really afraid of spiders. You know, it's like all well and good. But you'll probably see spiders from time to time. That's kind of scary. Yeah. On any given year, you swallow between <laughs> thirteen and one hundred and thirty-five spiders. <laughs> statistic it's also not a real statistic i love that that i don't know who the comedian was but it's like who's taking that data and it was i think that was i think nate bergazzi 
no was no, it no, no, no it wasn't no but I, I do know the joke and it's like what and they just like watch it happen yeah they don't like brush they it stop off stop it no gotta do it for the data yeah yeah so you're gonna see spiders i think when i lived in los angeles there was a billboard that had a big spider on it it was like a for a movie or something and i know or not anaconda there was arachnophobia. Like arachnophobia no that was like when i was little it was like in the 80s that was in the 80s was it for I don't know what it was for, but the person like almost said that they almost got in a car accident because they saw it oh, no. on the big billboard. So, yeah, I mean, some things are going to pop up when you don't really expect them to. Some of the like fear of flying is going to make it tough to travel. Yeah. Um, John Madden, at least I, I heard on the, the Little Giants, the documentary about that child football team. He took a bus everywhere around the country because he was afraid of flying. So do you... I'm going to read off some really interesting phobias here. Do you know any really strange phobias? I won't say strange because Unique I don't want to phobias? Shame. Unique or Like low base rare rate phobias. Yeah, rare phobias. More rare. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, now off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that I've experienced. I can make up some. That would be ridiculous. But I don't, I've never... I don't often see phobias in the clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I, I experience them... In the wild, like I, like I'll definitely see people who are afraid of spiders, like freak out at spiders, or like blood's a really common one. But I don't I don't notice weird ones as far as I'm aware. What would you think that pediophobia is or pediophobia? A fear of children. Yeah, fear of children or dolls. I I know I've I see people get uncomfortable on children. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. afraid of them. Well, it exists, I guess. It's not a fear of pedophiles because that's rational. This, this would be a hard one. I think. Did you have a? Do I have a pedophile? No, no. Hypnophobia. Afraid of hypnotists? Sleep. That's common when people have a chronic insomnia. Mm. They they develop like an anxiety towards sleep often because they. It's not like a fear of it though. That would be more um a Nightmare on Elm Street style like Freddy's gonna kill me if I fall asleep. Um, That's a great film. Gymnophobia. Um, afraid of Jim Jeffries. <laughs> Australia's own comic. A naked person. Oh, hypnophobia. No, it's G-Y-N. Is it, do you think it's a, G-Y-N. a fear to see like a naked person in person or a naked pe- person ever? G-Y-N-E. Gynophobia. A gynophobia, oh, yeah. No, that's different. <laughs> Is that a fear of a vagina? <laughs> it's fear of women. Gymnophobia. G-Y-M-N-O-phobia. If you have a fear of naked people, you should not go to the the men's locker room at the JCC. Because <laughs> there are there are full dong dudes having full conversations. Some of them are just wearing a polo shirt. <laughs> And they they have a lot of opinions, none of which are about when it's a good time to put your underwear back on. Okay, so enough joking about this. No, I'm serious. Okay, do you know how phobias are formed? I think I do. Okay, what do you think? I think it has to do with like very strong and fast conditioning. Do you want more explanation? Oh no no no! I mean, yeah, no, that's that's good. I I didn't know if you were going to elaborate. No. So so there's kind of two. It's interesting. There's does it have to do with your mother? Well, that, there's a psychoanalytic theory I know there is. of phobia, which we don't subscribe to. Yeah, um, I canceled that subscription. <laughs> it's a very specific magazine. We keep we keep getting it, but it's to a like the person who used to live at this house. Yeah, we do get a lot of their mail. I know they have never canceled their Time magazine <laughs> or Entertainment magazine. Yeah. So there's a learning theory um foundation to phobias and then okay. there's also a biological theory okay i can see that yeah so those are two because I, I can see your notes from here pretty common 
pretty common. But even still, um, I'm going to kind of talk about both of them, but even still, we're not entirely sure how phobias are developed and what the mechanism is for some of the maintenance of phobias. So so there's two kind of learned ways of developing a phobia. So there's non, non-experimental or non-associative. Non-experimental? Non, sorry. Or experiential. Non-experiential or non-associative is, is one type, okay. right? So you don't have to experience it to have it developed. It's the idea that specific phobias cause an activated by stimuli that arouse fear without previous direct or indirect associative learning. So genetic, familial, environmental, or developmental factors play an important role in the development of this type of phobia. What Going back to that fear of the dark, right? So you don't have to have something bad happen in the dark to develop a fear of the dark. Yeah. Right? So in children, this experience can be sensitized. So we, t- you What's and I, that mean? so sensitization is a learning process where repeated administration of a stimulus results in the progressive amplification of a response. I'm going to give you a real world example. Yeah. I don't know if this helps at all, but the opposite of sensitization is habituation. Right. It's like over time you you lose the reaction to the stimuli. Right. So when you get when when you are habituated to something, it means that you like n- kind of need more and more of something to have the same effect. So like Right. I drink coffee every morning and like if I wanted to like really get wild and get crazy. Right, coffee wild. Uh, and I one day drank four cups of coffee, I would have a very significant experience with it. But my one or two, I'm habituated to, I will have the same right. physical, emotional reaction to it. Which sadly is like why like sex in like long-term relationships, long-term monogamous relationships, you can become habituated to that too. Mm. Which is why it's harder to get aroused. So you got to up that game. Yeah. Gotta do some stuff. Are you, okay, are we talking about this now? <laughs> All right. Um, Aggressive topic switch. Uh, Valentine's Day is around the corner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We couldn't get a sponsorship with Blue Chew or that Whips and Chains store down the street. Sensitization is also referred to as reverse tolerance. Oh, so it it's like the more you're exposed to something, the less tolerant you get to it. Okay. So that is actually what it's happens like with fear of the dark. Soup. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, I cannot ignore that sound. The more you experience something, the the more exaggerated your emotional response becomes. Yep. This is like what happens in kids with fear of darkness, and there's a specific neuronal. I said it. Um, neuronal experience in the brain that's associated with sensitization. There's a guy who won a fucking prize about it. Eric Candle. Mm, um, Eric Candle. Yeah. So of the Yankee Candle fortune. He's awarded the no. Did I say Nobel Peace Prize? You didn't. I would have jumped all over that. <laughs> I had a student one time on a paper write, "So and so won the Nobel Peace Prize in economics." <laughs> And I circled. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. And then they like challenged me on it. They're like, it does. It's a prize. I'm like, no, no, no. The Nobel Prize is the prize. They're not all peace prizes. And they would not accept my answer. Um, Who am I? Nobody. So basically what they determined, they meaning scientists, us. So what science has determined. Is that 
um, like it doesn't seem that sensitization would serve a purpose really i guess or maybe it does to you but i can see it from an evolutionary exactly. standpoint well yeah so if i have a bad experience uh-huh. with like i go into a cave there's a bunch of snakes yeah i'm gonna learn real fast and real strongly to stay away from those fucking snakes but like our emotional reaction to something isn't always on par with what that thing is and let's say we experience that the first time and then subsequent exposure to that thing creates more of an emotional reaction yep it, it's just over time going to become more and more amplified to the point where it's incredibly uncomfortable and fear inducing for you. Well, actually, I wonder if that's also a byproduct of what is going on neurologically when we develop a phobia. Mm-hmm. So like, I know there's, I don't know the researchers' names, but I know there's some cool research showing that if you have like a snake phobia compared to people without a snake phobia, you can, you can locate a snake much more quickly, like in a, a picture of a yard. Mm-hmm. As well as you can identify non-snake objects in pictures much more quickly. So, like, if you were shown a picture of a yard and like, oh, where's the garden hose? Where's this? Like, things that look like snakes. Your brain is, like, much more equipped to do it. So, it might be a byproduct of you're learning to, f- to find the danger faster, which is just making a stronger and stronger reaction. So, like, the emotion might just be, like, a byproduct. It could be. But they've found, they've done some MRI studies, fMRI studies, where they look at the, what they're calling the fear circuits in the brain. The fear circus? <laughs> the fear circus. It's all clowns. I was in a new metal band called the fear circus. It's, a f- it's all clowns and snakes <laughs> and spiders. Yeah. They're coming to town. And corn. For you. It's dark, too. It's, it's dark spiders. The, I, the ICP are what? coming to town to Bunch get of you. juggalos. So the fear circuit, it includes the amygdala. So of course it does. I know classic amig. Am I right? So Mike, what does amygdala do? Fear. It does fear. That's right. It's involved in your fear responses. Yeah. It's Did you ever you used to wear those t-shirts that say no amygdala? <laughs> so tough. Like really aggressive font. Um. Yeah, the amygdala is involved in fear. So people might have a biological predisposition, um, to having this fear. Uh, circuit engaged mm-hmm. more than not like people who are highly anxious tend to have kids who have more phobias mm-hmm. and if you're and there's a large overlap between people who have anxiety and people who have specific phobias that makes sense okay good so you might develop it just because you develop it i guess is the answer so how you went to say you that might, one? you might just get it because you got it you get it because you got it your biology is all ripe for it Maybe prone to it because of anxiety and then like something weird happens one time and then it kind of walking on your granny changing and all of a sudden you got gymnophobia yeah and then you have an emotional experience yeah blah, blah, blah. and it wasn't even about me how can me and peepaw talk now <laughs> um does she have to see me naked to balance the tables a la who's the boss okay so experiential phobia on the other hand is when you actually see meme on naked well it results from an unfortunate pairing yep not like a wine and a fish dish if it's a white wine with it's like a red wine and a salmon i guess that would be okay i don't know anything about wine it would be be like it'd be uh, like a riesling and and a a, pot pie pile of dog shit (laughs) An unfortunate pairing. Yeah. You go to a restaurant. I'll say whatever the special is. And it's a nice Riesling paired with a pile of dog shit. Because <laughs> you're at the fear factor. So experiential specific phobia. So this isn't exactly... Eh, it could be. But but a really uh, common experience is food aversion. 
Um, mm-hmm. it, this isn't necessarily phobia, but this is a good way to demonstrate this phenomenon. You might have uh, an experience with becoming ill, vomiting yep. otherwise. Like, let's say you ate your, you know, in your prime, you ate a large bowl of spaghetti. In my prime. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah, you're feeling great. Yeah, you're doing good. Things are eat working a, out for you. You eat a big old bowl of spaghetti. You eat a big old bowl of spaghetti. You get the stomach flu. Oh, from the spaghetti? Nope. You you get the coronavirus, which is funny because you just had a Miller that night. They're both beers. <laughs> okay. All right. No okay. one on the news is making that joke yet. Nope. It's not something to joke about. That's why. Well, so you develop the stomach flu and you uh, vomit a lot. And you, sorry, spoiler alert. Not spoiler alert. This is the alert. worst part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> You vomit a lot of spaghetti and then all of a sudden you have a spaghetti version because now you have paired the experience of eating spaghetti with this terrible experience of vomiting. I will say spaghetti is one of the worst foods to throw up. It is. And it hurts because the acid in the, um, if especially I'm assuming, I'm, not, I'm making big, big assumptions here. You're that, assuming it's a red sauce? Yeah. I'm assuming it's a red sauce. Yeah. If you ate spaghetti and you're about to get sick, drink a bunch of white sauce before you get sick. <laughs> You, so you, gross. You got to balance that out. So anyways, that kind of experience can be like we talked about the little Albert yeah. experiment, right? So yeah. Watson conditioned a child a to little, be afraid of furry white things. A little baby boy. That was in our first episode. Oh, it was? Oh, <laughs> yeah. circle back. So yeah. so you can, you know, create environments where two things happen randomly and then you become conditioned. Mm-hmm. Right. So that little boy grew up to be Albert Einstein. Do you know that? <laughs> That's not true. I think he's the last time too. <laughs> I don't um, so <laughs> that's why jokes don't change. So those are the kind of the two ways: experiential and non-associative. I think I'm gonna save the rest of this for the treatment episode. Okay. Because I have more information, but then it sort of goes into what you do about it. Yeah. So let's. But I just want to put a little nugget in your brain Ooh, yeah so kernel if you think about the process of developing a phobia as sensitization Mm -hmm. what do you think the process of getting rid of a phobia entails desensitization yeah you did it i made it you did it you're so smart here we are now i think we're alone now who is that debbie gibson oh is it Mm mm-hmm well, no, Tiffany. Oh God, it's Tiffany. But I think she's—I think that she's covering someone else's song. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it. That's all I got for this. Week. I like the. I like talking about phobias. I'm excited about talking about treatment. Yeah, I know. That's Next, kind of the coming up. Part. All of this is always—it's always helpful to revisit, though, no matter what. No matter how competent and smart you are, and how you always know what to do, it's always <laughs> good to revisit it. I look. I'll be the first one. I am constantly looking at the literature. It's important to yeah. There's understand no, developing treatments, and I'm gonna say this right now. There is no pride in not reading, both like academically yeah. or just for fun i get so bummed out when people are like i haven't read a book in like five years that's not cool what about listening to a book that's good but i like when people like read stuff oh well i haven't read a book in a while do you read the literature you read magazines yeah i read i know how to read you're capable of reading i just get bummed when people are like i i was at a meeting well, i was early to a meeting the other day and i was reading a book and a person on their phone looked up to me and they were like are you reading a book? 
It's like, yeah, you're on your phone. Like, that's not better. All right. So it's Valentine's Day. I know. So for the next 25 minutes, uninterrupted lovemaking. (laughs) (laughs) Got to unhabituate to this. I know. So I'm going to wear a mask. Yeah, I'm going to do a lot of things differently. It's a scream mask. (laughs) Cool. Cool. Um, What's coming up in your life? um, What are we doing this weekend? Going to see cats play a... Not Cats the movie. Oh, God. Oh, my God. We're going to go see a cat band. Yeah. We're going to see highly trained cats play rock music. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be so well choreographed or it's going to be a mess. Yeah. And either I'm way, excited. I'm so excited. Me too. Okay. We got that. We got that. And... We have V-Day. <sighs> Valentine's. And then we have D-Day. Never forget. Diana Day. Diana Day. We have, we have running. Always. A-B-R. Always be running. And we have... uh not Maybe not next weekend. The weekend after. We have a pod friend coming on. Yeah. Friend of the pod. It's going to be good. All right. Well, I think you did a fantastic job. Thank and I'm so happy you're back. I'm happy I'm back too. I love you. I love you. Bye. Bye. Oh shit! I forgot. I was gonna get the DSM. Get the topic. Can you, would you do you mind going and getting it for me? If you keep talking. Well, I can't. the computer's gonna crash if I if it goes too silent. No, it's not. It's like speed. It's like speed the movie. The podcast. Oh, I thought you meant the drug. Yeah, it's like okay, you can't stop talking. To just keep talking, just keep talking. He just went to the other room, and I think he's gonna go to the potty. And here it comes back, and I hear him walking. Got all right. We're back. Thank you. You're welcome.